Although this is the Improve, Inspire, Impact podcast, it isn't the usual stuff. I did the COVID series at the beginning of lockdown, and it's slightly aligned with that. And I've also, I'm quite proud of this, I've managed not to use the words new normal or unprecedented. It's a journal of the last day of my holiday that I decided to record because I enjoy recording stuff and making podcasts, even if no one listens to them. And why shouldn't I? I'm really trying hard now not to care what anyone else thinks of me. We've all got our different hobbies. Um, You know, for example, some people enjoy collecting stamps or dolls in national costume or coins. That really isn't my thing, but this is. Listening back to it, I've realised that some of the thoughts are totally random and out of context, but they were mentioned as they popped into my head. So they're completely honest. And that does make me feel quite vulnerable and nervous of actually putting this together as a podcast, but here it is. Audio quality isn't great at times because I was out and about, so apologies for that. Anyway, here it goes, the last day of my holiday. I'm sat behind a tree on the beach recording this. Sat in the shade, but uh, that's not surprising as the sun's not really up yet. This is the last day of my holiday. I'm in Menorca on the Balearics and it's been a little bit strange to be perfectly honest because given the current Covid situation there's not a lot of people here. I think over the last week I've heard about maybe five families speaking English predominantly it's the Spanish that are here on their holidays. Um, That in itself is a little bit worrying because the reason that Spain was put into quarantine was because they're on a second wave of Covid and certainly the people I've spoken to, some of the restaurant proprietors, are quite concerned about it because they said they've got people coming over from mainland Spain, from Barcelona and Madrid where the, the Covid situation is quite bad and they're not subject to the same restrictions as the English or any other nationality are when they land on the island. We had to go through a a health check, temperature check, but if you're actually Spanish, you don't have any of that. So potentially you could be bringing COVID onto the island. That worries quite a lot of the restaurant proprietors because they, you know, they don't want quarantine for people who tend to come here. I mean, there's no Germans here, I've not heard any French people here. Um, As I said, no English people here because you've got to face two weeks quarantine when you get home. And some people can't do that. You know, if you've got a job, maybe you're a teacher or a nurse, it's just not on. I mean, I'm quite lucky that I work from home, so it won't make very much difference to me. You know, two weeks, just have to put up with it, really. It's not the end of the world. So, yeah, as I said, the restaurant proprietors are quite concerned. They've lost a massive amount of trade. We've been sitting in restaurants and there's been literally just us in there. But the food's been great. Um, but the the proprietors do say that it looks very likely that the season's going to be extremely short. Already one of the biggest hotels here has closed down for the season because they took predominantly packaged tourists from Britain and Germany. of doing this wasn't really to talk about the COVID situation here although that is really interesting and it will be interesting in the future to look back on but I did want to document how I feel about things having spent a week here great it's great that we were able to come on this holiday I mean it's been changed about three or four times the dates have because 
Firstly, we weren't allowed to come when we wanted to come. Then we couldn't get flights. Then we couldn't get flights home. All sorted out. We made it here. And we've had a fantastic week. It's absolutely lovely. I felt so relaxed. It's untrue. Um, I am the sort of person, well, I'm recovering from an eating disorder. I do like my exercise, but I've done absolutely none all week and I haven't missed it. So I'm quite pleased about that. I've also eaten more or less what I like. Well, no, I have eaten what I like. I've eaten a lot more than I like and I've had lots of cocktails and some wine and some beer. Whether this will continue when I go home, I don't know. I think it's when you're in a different environment, it's a lot easier. But it's given me um, the incentive to continue on as I am. And I'm feeling actually quite happy and quite satisfied at times. Um, at other times, I get a little bit scared. Um, not scared, that's the wrong word, but uncomfortable. Um, and that is because I have an unfortunate way that I compare myself to everybody else and of course here there are lots of Spanish and they are absolutely gorgeous they're all tanned and healthy looking and in comparison I just feel kind of a bit um, frumpy but then after a few days I looked around me and I realized something that's quite key in that they're all about 10 or even 20 years younger than me so I'm not comparing like with like because there are not many people here who've got kids and there are not many people here who are older so therefore I'd say the demographic is very much couples Spanish couples in their 20s and 30s that's very different to my circumstances being 46 with two teenage boys and I looked around and, I, you know, it really got to me in the first few days. Um, but now I'm kind of OK with it because I feel that, yeah, I've lived a little bit more, but I'm doing the best I can. I've had two babies. What else do I expect? And I'm beginning to feel comfortable with that for the first time ever. I'm not pretending that I'm young anymore. I realise I've got cellulite. Um, luckily, I can't see the back of me to um, to worry about it too much. Um, and I don't probably don't think that anybody else really cares anyway, because I'm of that age now where I feel pretty invisible. Another thing I've noticed with the Spanish is tattoos. There's a lot of tattooed people around, and there doesn't seem to be any other colour tattoo in Spain than black. They don't seem to like their coloured ink here. Um, but they're very beautiful tattoos on very beautiful people. The beach is getting a little bit busier now. I'm getting a few more funny looks as people come along the promenade because they can see me sat underneath a tree um, and talking to myself. Although they probably don't know that I'm not actually talking to someone on the phone. It's just me being paranoid, being very, very self-conscious. The sun's coming up the beach a bit more now, so people are all flooding onto the beach. I say flooding, there's not that many people coming onto the beach. I dread to think how busy it would be if um, the situation wasn't as it is, because obviously on the beach you have to social distance from people, and um, I don't think that would be possible if everybody was here that should be here. probably hear the sound of the sea now because I've had to move because someone came and sat down right next to me um, 
And I thought, I can't, I can't do that because, you know, I, I don't want to catch anything. I don't think it's likely that I'm going to catch anything. But, um, you know, I'm coming home to the UK tonight and I'd feel terrible if I got ill. Not just to get ill, but to think that I'd brought something back, uh, apart from a souvenir. And I know I've got to face two weeks quarantine. That's going to be a little bit tricky, but it's necessary. And apparently, I gather that there are other countries now where you have to quarantine on your return to the UK. So, you know, it's almost like killing the holiday trade completely. I reckon Cornwall's probably doing all right out of it, though. They don't have the weather like they have here. Apparently at home at the moment, it's thundering, which is a little bit worrying considering we've got to fly in tonight. I hope those thunderstorms have gone by then, because flying, not really my thing. God, I love people watching. There's a lot of the bikini at the backside look going on. Not a look I can rock, and I'm not envious of people who wear that. It's just not something I want to do. There are people in the water now. Um, there are people playing bat and ball. I don't understand that one. Why would you want to stand on the edge of the water and hit a hard rubber ball between two people? You wouldn't do that in normal circumstances. It's just something that you do on the beach. A lot of topless bathing going on, each to their own. I'm not taking mine off. I'm very popular today. I've had to move for the second time. People just come and sit right next to me. I'm not having it. So I'm back at Beach Home now and opening the first beer of the day. Lots of sand around the rim. Nobody wants a mouthful of that. had to move again. Um, someone's just started to smoke near me. They smoke a lot more over here. They don't seem to vape as much. Um, it's a bit worrying really because I've just had 330 ml of um, beer which I've really enjoyed but it's made me feel that I can say so much more. It's worrying because it's almost like I lose my inhibitions a little bit more when I drink which I know is kind of a, um, a normal thing but it just doesn't take me very much and that's a bit worrying. Or maybe it isn't a bit worrying, because that means I'm unlikely to become an alcoholic. So, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, selfies. There's a lot of people taking selfies um, on the beach. Um, I've done a few over the last few days. In fact, I've just gone back on Instagram. I haven't been on Instagram for about three months, because it wasn't doing me any good. Um, I've been full of envy, and... I just didn't want to see what people were posting. I felt rubbish about myself and the fact that everybody else was having a fantastic time or certainly appeared to be from social media, just grated. It's fine, I totally realise that social media is a show reel and it's not real life, it's just people's good bits. And i just damn guilty of it this week, being on holiday, um, because I've just posted some lovely photographs of the scenery and photos of the family, which I wouldn't normally do. But in another way, that's good because it means I've got more confidence back um, because I wouldn't have posted pictures of myself before. I don't want to sound too negative, so I feel I must qualify my feelings about social media. In that, I am very pleased that I'm self-aware enough to know when things aren't good for me. So if I have to abandon social media for a while, I abandon social media for a while. Um, and likewise, 
exercise. Um, I'm really pleased this week that I've learned that nothing bad is going to happen by doing absolutely no exercise and eating rubbish. I've tried it before. I tried it again. So, you know, twice confirmation. I think that's a good experiment. On the way to find a new tree in some shade, I've stubbed my toe. It doesn't look very good. There's bits of grit stuck in it, so I might have to go and get that seen to at the moment. That's an aside. What I actually wanted to come and talk to, or just say about, was the fact that I'm actually really pleased that I'm actually recording this. I have felt, felt so bad over the last few months that I've not wanted to do any recording at all. Um, I've wanted to speak to people about how I felt, but I felt uncomfortable doing that because I'm not being positive enough. And the positivity police are all over you. You know, you've got to think positive, think positive, think positive. Everything will be absolutely fine. Well, it won't. I'll tell you that. I've tried to think positive and it won't unless you take some action. I haven't actually taken any action. I've just let myself ride the wave and I'm coming out the other side of it now. But I'm just pleased that I'm able to record this um, because I've got that little bit more self-confidence back. Having said that, I am aware... Well, I kind of hope and don't hope that there are people that feel the same as me because I do feel quite lonely at times and you know if you go on social media you don't sort of see people complaining how terrible they feel because basically nobody wants to read it like I've said before but there are people who don't feel great and I want them to know that there are other people like me who sometimes don't feel great and you're not alone. back at the villa now and packing up to go home waiting for our taxi to come to take us to the airport my toe is okay skin's a little bit flappy but i've put plenty of alcohol gel on we, we bought about three liters with us so i just keep dropping that onto my toe it stings a bit but other than that it's fine another random thought i had while i was sat on the beach not many spanish men have beards compared to men in britain and i like clean-shaven men so it's quite nice to see that because everybody at home seems to have beards another holiday thought is about time and the I've come to the realization that I don't need to rush to do anything I don't have any particularly in the realm of exercise and fitness I do not have any firm goals I just want to be healthy so I don't see what the point is in trying to do everything all at once and just wearing myself out like I have done over the past, I don't know how many years, because there's no end point to it. There's no final thing that I need to be aiming at. So why don't I just take it a bit easy and do what I've been doing this week? I haven't felt like getting up and doing any exercise, so I didn't. As long as I don't sort of adopt that attitude permanently, I think it's a good thing. This might sound a little bit muffled because I'm wearing a face mask. Just got on the plane and it's pretty much empty. How many people do you reckon are on here? 10? No, more than that. 20. 20, yeah. We're right at the back on our own. It's great. I haven't flown at night for a long time and my nerves are just completely on edge now because they keep switching the lights off in the cabin. Um, even more concerning because this flight is 
hardly anybody on it. I was asked to move from my seat to a seat near an emergency exit because they needed somebody there in case there was an emergency. Because my job is to open the door. Now, I've read the card about three times and there's instructions on the door. I'm just bloody terrified. I'm looking out the window, um, wondering why I can't see any lights beneath us. Um, I thought maybe we were going over water, but I'm actually looking out on the wind. So the only lights I can see is the flashing ones at the end of the wing. In this airplane, it's about 200 seats. And I think there's about 18 people. And, you know, each member of my family has got a row of seats themselves. It's amazing, but sad at the same time. I mean, how much is it costing to run this flight with this few people on it? totally understand why airlines are going to go out of business because of this. I've worked out that there's about one member of cabin crew to every four people on this plane, is that quiet? My ears have popped, I can't hear my audiobook, um, I just can't wait until we've landed really. About an hour and a quarter later, we did land. But the burden of responsibility of sitting next to that emergency door took its toll because by the time we landed, I was so tense that I had a really banging headache and was completely exhausted. If you listen this far, thanks for enduring. I hope that it can be perceived as being positive or at least optimistic because I am doing my best to improve my life. With luck, I'll be chatting with some more people in the proper Improve, Inspire, Impact podcast way over the next few months. Fingers crossed, I've got a couple of people lined up. They've got some really interesting stories, so I'm very excited to be talking to them. Get in touch by Instagram if you want to. I'm Almond Triangle. <laughs>